This is episode 8B of Essential Oils by Design. Listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisire and Roz Isbell, and there are three things we are both passionate about essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. This is part two of two, and it's a follow on from last week's episode about communication by design. Last week, we talked about the five human design types and how communication affects them. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to last week's episode, go back and listen to that. We're just going to leap right into the content for this week. So for the next four minutes or so, we're going to be chatting about the motors in the human design chart and how our throats are or are not motorized and how our throats can become motorized by being around somebody else. And this is really important information for us to understand. So for the sake of continuity, we wanted to explain what it is that we're about to be talking about at the start of this episode before we get on with the rest of the discussion on communication. I think we've kind of wrapped up the human design types, although we could probably talk about them all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Roz, because she can keep her motor going. (laughs) Just on that, Nani, with the motors, just to clarify the motors, there are four motors in the human design system. There are four of those energy centers out of the nine are actually motors. So they've got more power behind them or they have power behind them. And they are the emotional solar plexus, the will center or the the ego center or the heart center, depending on which school you go to, the root center and the sacral center. So those four energy centers are all motors. And if any of those get to the throat via a whole channel or several channels, like for example, for the root to get to the throat, it has to go through at least two channels. If that's the case, then you have a motorized throat. But if none of those four motors actually get to the throat via a defined whole channel, then you have an unmotorized throat. Yes. And you might also find, I was just thinking about this, that when you're around certain people, you can speak more clearly about something or another. If you're around someone that has the other part of a channel, like they kind of connect and make a line fully colored, we're explaining some details that are hard to explain without a, a visual. But basically, when you're around other people's energy, they might connect you to some energy that you don't have when you're alone. And when you're around some people, you might have different energy than when you're around other people. So sometimes your throat actually can be motorized. Like when I'm around Raz, I now am motorized because I am connecting with her energy. So it's just that one was interesting for me just to see how I felt in different situations around different people. Yeah, it's incredible. We take in the energy of those around us and we amplify it. We make it even bigger than it is for the person that's experiencing it. So 
If you look at your human design chart, if you are a reflector, you don't have any channels. You don't have any solid lines going from one energy center to another. If you're not a reflector, then you will have at least one channel and the channels run between the colored in energy centers. So if you're a reflector, you don't have any colored energy centers, so you have no channels. But if you are any of the other four types, you will have at least one channel. You may have many, you may have three or four or five or six channels, but you will have solid lines running between your energy centers. And that's what makes those energy centers defined. Yes. The way I visualize this is if you had a cord that has like maybe a plug on each end, it say you're just holding onto that cord. And if you stretched it out and plugged it into say the spleen, like the triangle on the left, and then you plugged it into the throat, it kind of like lights up both of the centers that it's going from and to. So it's kind of like... I like that. Yeah. Cool. So, so that actually leads us into the defined throat because the defined throat has to be plugged into something to be defined. And so you speak about different things depending on what you're connected to. And then there's also specific themes or voices based on the gates. But the first thing we're going to talk about is the centers that it would connect to. So if your throat is connected to your Ajna, and remember the Ajna is like your center for concrete thinking and data processing. So you think of it, you speak your mind, but that is not a motor. So you need to be invited to communicate for that one. And I have a defined channel here and it's comes from a gate of opinions. So basically I can have a lot of opinions, but unless they're asked for, they're not appreciated. <laughs> Sometimes. But you know how to manage it. Yeah, <laughs> now I do. And then, Roz, do you want to talk about maybe the throat to the spleen? Sure. So when you have your throat connected to your spleen via a whole channel, this is about what's healthy for you. That's how you talk, what you sense and feel on a physical level, on a visceral level, on an intuitive level you still need to be invited to communicate though because the spleen is not a motor. Remember we were talking about the motors. The spleen is not a motor. And when your throat is not connected to a motor and you're talking from that energy center, it needs to be invited out of you. But it's all about what's healthy for you. And the throat, if your throat is connected to the G or the self, which is kind of like your identity or your direction in life, then you're talking from the depth of who you are. And so this one has come up for me before because I, I have this connection and sometimes people around me have said that they are more willing to talk about like their soul or what their soul yearning is when they're around me because I'm helping them connect, be able to talk about love and direction and identity in the G center. But this one is vulnerable to criticism if you have this channel, because you are talking directly, like there's nothing in between. You're talking directly from your heart and it's not a motor. So you need to be invited to talk about it or be with someone that helps connect you. Yeah. And this one needs to be invited to communicate because it is not a motor. Yeah. 
And so we're getting into the motors now. I think Roz would be great at talking about the emotional solar plexus because I think she has that one connected. I do. Yeah, so I have um, my emotional solar plexus connected directly to my throat. And this means that I talk about what I feel. I talk about my emotions and any of you who have this connection will do that as well. It, it's really easy for me to talk about how I'm feeling. And, and that's how I speak from this depth of feeling, this depth of emotion. Because the emotional solar plexus is a motor, it means that I can initiate conversation. I don't have to wait to be invited to speak. Whereas if it wasn't a motor, I would have to wait to be invited. I was just going to add to the emotional solar plexus. Like if you think about, I don't know, maybe in relationships, we probably blame it on men not being able to talk about their emotions, but they're actually 50% of the population for sure, because 50% do not have a defined emotional solar plexus, cannot talk about their emotions without another connection to help them, or maybe someone recognizing them and asking them about it. So I just think this one's interesting because you may feel that when you're around certain people, all of a sudden you can talk about your emotions more. And that might be because they connect you, they connect your throat to the emotional solar plexus, like by being together. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of men can talk about their emotions. We just yeah. tend to generally yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 50% of men can talk about their emotions. <laughs> can't. Another motor is the will center. So if you have a throat to the will, the will is the closest motor to the throat. It's right next to the diamond. That's the G center to the right, a little kind of weirdly shaped triangle. So the will center, as we talked about, like in the low expression, it's the ego, but people that have the throat to the will could come off looking egotistical. And I don't think they mean to like in the negative sense that we have for ego, but they might start sentences with I, I do this, or people, if you have been around people that talk about themselves a lot, they might have this and you might be feeling, stop talking about yourself, but they're actually supposed to and they can initiate without being recognized because they have, this is a motor. So if you have this and and if you're ever worried about talking about yourself too much, it's actually okay. You're supposed to be doing that. Yeah, um, it's how, it's how Energy you for that. <laughs> and throat to the root or root to the throat, This the root is another motor. And when you have the connection between the throat and the root, you can talk about what you do or what drives you. So it's a, it's a kind of a, it's the ability to talk about your, your work and how you're going about doing things. And the last one, Nani, the throat to the sacral. The throat to the sacral is talking about work and relationships because this is all about that life force and workforce energy. And I I know someone who has sacral to their throat and can talk about work for a long period of time. And that's totally natural and the right energy for them to talk about that. And maybe you know someone who wants, I mean, I probably, I don't have the sacral to my throat, but I may talk about like my family or relationships a lot, as long as someone asks me about them, (laughs) because I don't have that direct connection. So that's what. Yeah. So that they're all of the ways that you communicate depending on how you get the energy to your throat if you have a defined throat. So if you don't have a defined throat, 
we weren't talking to you just then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it can get really confusing because we talk about defined throats and undefined throats and motorized throats and it can get very confusing. But just to be clear, a defined throat is colored in, an undefined throat is white and a motorized throat has either the will center, the emotional solar plexus, the sacral or the root connected to it via a channel, the non-motorized throat which is going to be either a reflector, a projector, or a generator. That's a non-motorized throat. It can be undefined as well. Doesn't have one of those motors attached to its throat. And the simple, if you don't want to remember anything that we said, um, <laughs> if you're if you're not if you're not a manifesting generator and you have not and you're not feeling heard, maybe take a step back and kind of. Talk a little less for a little bit and just see what happens when you wait for someone to initiate something. And you can kind of initiate by asking other people yes or no questions to kind of get the energy going. But I guess that's that's all I'd say. Some, I do like things to go into the simple form sometimes. So yeah. if you're a manifesting generator, you're probably going to be heard regardless of who you're around. <laughs> But if you are not, there's a little bit of nuance to it. And and I, the other thing I was going to say is you can kind of tell if your throat is burned out. And I've had this happen to me even when we're doing these podcasts sometimes <laughs> where my throat gets a little scratchy or hoarse if I'm or talking too much or talking when I haven't been invited. I don't know, like I, I an example for me might be like giving a presentation on something that I wasn't asked to give or or somehow wasn't in response for me and I'm trying to present it and by the end my voice is just like wiped out because it just wasn't working for me yeah so I think you can kind of tell sometimes I, I know Bill Clinton has an undefined throat and he has an undefined, obviously non-motorized throat. And he has a very raspy voice at times. At times, it sounds like he can hardly speak. And at other times, he's one of the most brilliant orators you would ever listen to. And you can kind of imagine that you could put that down to whether or not he was invited to speak. If he was invited to speak as he is often invited to speak, he speaks amazingly well and clearly and beautifully. When he's not invited to speak, and there will have been many times during his career where he was not invited to speak, you can kind of tell he's got this husky, raspy voice where it sounds like it's really struggling to get, to get anywhere. And we didn't even get to the voices yet. We're st we still have more to tell you about. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, this is like the fun part, the voices of the throat, because this is kind of just like the flavor that you speak about in your throat. And this can be for an open or undefined throat or a defined throat because yeah. gate, it, the whole channel doesn't have to be filled in. Just the gate needs to be kind of lit up. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at your throat on your human design chart, you'll see, most of you will see that you have 
lines coming off the throat. There will be colored in lines that mean that you have those particular gates defined. It doesn't ha- they don't have to be whole channels. So there are, there's a very few of us who have our throat completely open and very few because if you look at the human design chart, you'll notice there's 11 gates that come off the throat that's the most gates of any of the energy centers. So the likelihood of you having a completely open throat is very, very low. But I happen to live with someone with a completely open throat. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Nani, do you want to tell us about some of those gates and what they yes. are? I'm going to start with the gate 62 because I have that one. Um, and I think these will go in order around the the in a clockwise way, yeah. Yeah, in case you're looking at your chart. But gate 62 is the voice of practicality. It's like offering a practical voice. And that, for me, describes it exactly because human design can be very woo-woo at times or maybe even essential oils can be kind of out there or there might be too much information to apply it. But I like to take my voice and turn it into a practical way that you can actually use the tools. And it's not just my voice. Like I've said before, it could be in the way I write something or I really like graphical stuff and photography. And so it might be in the way that I take my picture or write something that I put out there. So that gate 62 is, if you know someone that's got that, they're probably pretty practical. Yeah. I've got the 62 too. I kind of love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry to those of you who don't have the 62. It's kind of one of my favorite gates that I have. I've got a few that I don't like, but I do like that one. It also loves details and facts. <laughs> do you find that, Nani? Yes. It loves to know the little details and the facts behind what's going on. Yeah. So when we speak, we tend to speak with practicality. And the gate 23, which I happen to have as well, um, is here to talk about innovative thoughts and ideas. So when it speaks on invitation, doesn't matter whether you're a generator or what type you are, if you've got the gate 23, you need to speak on invitation, but it speaks about new ideas and innovations. So I do not have the 23. I'm not innovative. (laughs) So the next gate is the gate 56, which is talk. you can talk in metaphors and stories. And I have this one and you may notice as I'm talking in the podcast, I like to, well, I like the practical voice. So I like to apply it to life. And then I like to tell you stories about how it could play out either in my life or something that I've learned. So people with the gate 56 have a way of doing that. Yeah, they can tell stories using metaphors and analogies and yeah, you can tell when you're in the midst of a storyteller, <laughs> it's a good energy. And to teach the next Yes, oh, a teaching. And the next one is the gate 35 and that is the voice of experience. This is the jack of all trades energy. This is the one that has very often been there, done that and can tell you what it was like and whether or not you should do it. It's a very capable energy, this one. And when you are listening to somebody who has this energy, you can really tell that they have experienced what it is that they're talking to you about. 
And there's a chance that this one goes all the way down to the emotions. So they could talk about emotions that have they've experienced in their life too. Yeah. And the next one is the gate 12. And this is the, it's kind of like the romantic or the wordsmith. It plugs into the super consciousness and can articulate and connect things. And I think Roz and I both have this one as well. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine's not all the way connected to my emotions, but yeah, think about that, like all the stuff that you read about that's romantic and emotional, the person probably had this gate. Yeah. This one's an interesting one because like Nani was saying, it's got the ability sometimes, often in fact, to actually channel information and you can be speaking and say things and wonder where that came from. Not only that, but you can be speaking and say things and then five minutes later have no idea that you actually said something. (laughs) I know often looking back on work that I've done, a video that I've made or, you know, one of the podcasts and I'll be listening to what I said and I'll have no recollection whatsoever of having said it. I'm the same way. (laughs) Yeah, it just comes through me. I think it bypasses the mind completely, which is good. This is the way that it's supposed to be. The other thing about this energy, though, that is a bit of a trick sometimes is that whilst it can be incredibly articulate, incredibly articulate, when it's turned on, when it's turned off, it can't get anything out. Yes. It trips over its words and it can't think of what it wants to say. And oh, it's quite funny. Yeah, this is actually the gate where stuttering could come in if you're not connected to the 22. Mm. So it's interesting, especially when you turn to human design, looking at a struggle that you might be having, you can actually find different things in the chart. Yeah. 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 And it can also be quite a cautious energy as well. It can not want to leap into things. It can sort of stand back and wait until it's absolutely ready. The gate 45 is the next one. And this is, this is what I call the sovereign energy. So the energy of the king or the queen. And when it speaks, it speaks with this leadership energy. It has the ability to command, to tell people what to do. And the idea is that it speaks with this benevolent energy that has only its people, its subjects, best interests at heart. And so what it's doing is it's saying, you should do this. This is what I'm leading you towards, which is going to make your life better. Now, obviously that's using it in its high expression. If you've got this energy or if someone Mm. you know has this energy, it can be used to lead people in a way that's not necessarily for their highest and best good. But the idea is that it's a beautiful leadership energy that takes people where they need to be taken to the resources that they need to show them where the resources are to allow them to use the resources the way they should be used. Yeah. And this one, it could or could not be connected to a motor. So without the motor, you could just ask, can I tell you about what I see? Because probably all of these energies, if they're not, there can be a low expression of them where they may come off the wrong way if they're not recognized. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We probably all know people with this energy. It's, It's not an uncommon energy. And these will be the people who have the ability to tell people what to do and they'll just go, oh, okay, (laughs) they just do it. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, 
we're probably in a more individual culture, at least in America and Australia. But when there was a lot more people living in a tribe, yeah, you need voices of leadership or, I mean, it, it may not just be living in tribes, but wherever you are, where you need someone to lead the way, you need all of these energies. Absolutely. Yeah. The next one is the gate 33, and that's the voice of the past. So it can tell a story of what has happened before. And again, this one is a necessary energy to like keep stories of the world alive as we move forward and to teach people about what has happened in the past. Mm. It often likes tradition, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't have this one. (laughs) (laughs) It likes to. I'm like a non-traditionalist. Yeah, it likes to do things in the traditional way. That's right. And then the gate eight, if you have the gate eight coming off your throat, it's at the bottom of the throat center and the middle. And this is the voice that says, I make a difference. I contribute or I need to contribute. People with this energy are the ones that feel the need to make a contribution. It's really important to them. And I see this all the time in the people at my daughter's school who are the ones that are doing all of the work and making the difference in the school. And it's a beautiful, beautiful energy. Yeah, I'm wondering. Thank goodness for it. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have it. (laughs) But sometimes I do take this energy in and amplify it. Yeah, I love this energy on social media because there's a lot more power to make an impact in the world now. And if you have this energy, you can use that voice to do something really cool. Absolutely. Uh, The next one is the Gate 31, and that's democratic leadership. So this is a little bit different leadership voice than the I lead. This is more about being democratic and hearing everyone and having an equal voice. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually got this energy. So where the gate 45, if you remember, that's the energy of the queen or the king. The gate 31 Mm -hmm. is more like the energy of the president. So the gate 31 needs to be recognized for its leadership skills and be elected, if you like, into Mm -hmm. the leadership role. It can't tell people what to do unless the people have elected it. And it's kind of like I think of it as if you think about Survivor, you know, the television show Survivor, which I don't watch. So I say this with a huge amount of caution. That's my 12 kicking in with the caution. But I know I've seen enough of it on the ads to know that certain people are leaders and some people on Survivor are are self-elected leaders and people will follow them and do what that, self-elected person tells them to do chances are they've got the 45 yet other people are elected into leadership roles because their leadership skills are recognized they are likely to be the ones with the 31 so this is an energy that needs to be recognized it's the energy where you sit when you're sitting at the parents and friends meeting in your local school you are the one that gets invited by other people to become the president because people, you can be just sitting there saying nothing and people will recognize that you have this leadership ability and they will ask you or invite you to take on a leadership role. Did you say you have this one? Because I just I realized I have this one too. Yeah. I yeah. Do. And the next one is the 20 
And this is a really interesting energy. This is, it's the voice that is able to unify people, to bring people together. Anyone with the 20 has this special skill of being able to recognize other people's special skills and bring these people together. And it's also very much in the now. It's a now energy. It's not a past energy or a future energy. It's an energy of being in the now. So if you have the gate 20, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. These people tend to have much less difficulty being mindful, living in the now, all of those things that we know that we're all supposed to do that some of us really grapple with because we are not necessarily designed to live in the now if we don't have the gate 20. But if you have the gate 20, it's going to be a jot. It's going to be easy. Yep. And the last gate is the gate 16. And I love this voice because mm-hmm. it's the enthusiastic voice. I love being around people with this voice because they're just very positive. I have recognized, though, that you may think that they are feeling as positive as they're talking, but no matter what's going on for them, it just comes out enthusiastic. Yeah. It, yeah. These people are likely to be the ones who don't have time because they're so enthusiastic and so excited about getting their message across to dot the I's and cross the T's on the PowerPoint presentation. You know, they're the ones that just go for it. They don't, they don't necessarily go back and, and make sure that the detail is all perfect because it's this enthusiasm. And they are also very often able to master whatever it is that they're setting out to achieve. This is an energy that has mastery as part of it. This is not something that necessarily gets picked up immediately. When I talk about mastery, I'm talking about mastery in the true sense of needing to put the hours in to gain that mastery. But not everyone's capable of doing that. But if you have the 16, you can definitely gain mastery over whatever it is that you choose to. Yeah. Someone that I know that has this voice, like as an example, she almost feels just very friendly, like enthusiastic, even in like, hi, Nani. (laughs) Roz sounds enthusiastic to me. I don't know if she has this gait. Just like um, excited, you feel like welcomed. person that I'm thinking of can just excitedly talk to anyone that's around her and she becomes friends with people very easily. Because everyone just can feel this enthusiasm coming from I I don't have it. And I know exactly what you're talking about. It is a beautiful energy. It's just a warm, friendly energy. I mean, there's a few other places in the chart where that kind of warmth can show up. But this gate 16 just speaks that way all the time. So what about some essential oils, Nani? I think you could use oils to ground your throat. The undefined throats that are speaking too much because they're trying to be recognized could use the grounding oil to kind of like pull that energy back down. So those are all the wood oils, cedar wood, Siberian fir, frankincense, the grounding blend. (laughs) Yeah, um, doTERRA has one called Balance. I love that blend. I put it on every day, no matter if I'm not talking to anyone. And as far as free-flowing communication is concerned, some essential oils that I love, (laughs) I'm going to refer to our favourite or one of our favourites anyway, Nani, is Cypress. Cypress is brilliant for free-flowing communication if Mm -hmm. you 
feeling a bit stuck. And another one of my favorites, which I know I've mentioned before, is blue tansy. Blue tansy is really great for procrastination. But if you're feeling a bit dithery, if you're not sort of able to move, if you're sort of stuck on the same wavelength and you need to give yourself a bit of a push along, blue tansy can be really good for that. You love blue tansy. I do love blue tansy. (laughs) It's a funny smelling oil. Apologies to those of you who love the smell of it. It's not that I don't love it. I actually kind of do, but it's an unusual smelling oil. And every time I smell it, it smells it smells really rich to me or really mm-hmm. exclusive or something. It's got this mm-hmm. incredibly evocative smell and yet I don't know what it evokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty too because it's, it's blue. Yeah. So it's very beautiful in color. So when you make a rollerball, it turns blue and it's, it was fascinating. I actually put some on the other day and I put it on my skin and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like blue. Like it looks like maybe you drew on it with a pen but then all of a sudden it disappears. It's not yeah. like it stained my skin. It just like dissipates because yeah. essential oils evaporate pretty quickly, especially pure ones. Yeah. So, yes, I do love blue tansy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been thinking about sharing not just individual oils with you, but blends. And there is a person and her name is Desiree Mangadog. And she is an acupuncturist by background and she has really worked with the oils to figure out how they tie to the energies in our bodies. She has blends for multiple different things. And she actually has a book that has all these blends in it. It's called I Am Fabulous. And it really is a fabulous book. And there was one that spoke to us and it was called the Speaker's Blend. And Roz is going to tell us a little bit more about the blend. And it actually has some of our favorite oils in there, but it has a few more as well. So So this book is a fantastic book and I would definitely, or I'm sure we would both definitely recommend that you grab a hold of it if you are interested in getting more into the blending side of the essential oils. Desiree does everything intuitively, doesn't she, Nani? Yes. Yeah. And they're very powerful. I've used a lot of these blends and they are very powerful. So this particular speaker's blend is a blend of lavender and spirit. Spearmint, which will come as no surprise to you, but she also adds wild orange and Hawaiian sandalwood. And she adds wild orange because it creates an eagerness to share yourself with others. And this is all about, you know, making speaking easier. It's great for using if you need to do some public speaking, if you need to speak in front of people, if you're a teacher, a singer, an actor, if you do network marketing customer service representatives, all of these people can benefit from this blend. So the wild orange component is about sharing yourself with others and the Hawaiian sandalwood component creates a bond with the people that it is that you are communicating with, like a one-to-one heart-to-heart connection. And of course, our beautiful lavender and spearmint. Lavender is about helping you find the words that need to be said And spearmint allows you to speak with boldness so that your words will penetrate the hearts of your listeners and they'll respect what you have to say. So yeah, highly recommend that book if you are looking for something a little bit different that has a whole lot of ideas on 
blending essential oils for for your emotional wellness. We're not going to talk about essential oils for every single gate because I think we're going to do like we're going to talk about every single gate throughout our podcast at some point and offer oils for them. But for me, if you're talking about the voices of the throat, if you want to be around people that are talking about more positive or uplifting things or you want to yourself, I think citrus oils, like if you want to do something proactively, like if you're getting in the car with your kids after school or someone else, you could diffuse it or stick it on a cotton ball and shove it in your (laughs) vent. Just kind of like up your vibration like Roz has been talking about and kind of just boost the mood that way. Because if you think about it, people are talking about your voice of experience, so talking about what they have done. And if it's like a really negative energy there, it might bring up really negative thing that they want to talk about. But if you're putting some intention into some positive stuff, maybe they'll bring you a different story. Not to say that I don't like to hear all kinds of different stories, but I guess this is more just a tip for when you you want to bring the mood up and the words and the intention. Yeah. And the words we use are so important, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. So I reckon that might be just about enough. This could okay. be the record for the longest podcast, I think, Nani. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're done communicating now. I think we've I think we've done a very good job of communicating for a very long time. Okay, we're obviously amped up on the oils. So thank you everyone for listening. If you've got any questions or if you're interested in learning more about human design, you can go to either of our websites. Nani's is beyouwithnani.com and mine is findyournaturalgroove.com and you can see what we both have to offer there. If you don't already have essential oils in your life and you're not talking to someone else about them, and you are interested in purchasing them. Both of us have doTERRA businesses and either of us would love to help get you started. And if you like what we're sharing, we would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and perhaps a little review because what that does is that helps other people to get to hear what it is that we're talking about. And what we really want to do is we want to share this information with as many people as we possibly can, because the more people who know about human design, the more people who know about the value of using essential oils, the quicker we're going to get to where we need to be as a global community. And that's really what Nani and I are doing this for. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Bye, Nani. Bye, Ra.